For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Recorded live. Good morning, good evening, wherever you may be across the nation or around the world. Once again, you are listening to the VMware Communities Roundtable Podcast. This is podcast number 309. My name is Eric Nielsen, and with me today, my co-host, Mike Laverick. Hey, Mike, how are you today? I'm very well, thank you. How are you, yourself? Uh, getting pretty excited, getting pretty excited. I'm down in New Orleans for the worldwide kickoff of VMware, getting ready to hit our big product launches next week, right? So, hey, Eric, Eric uh, you, you're not saying it the right way. Aren't you supposed to say New Orleans? New Orleans. No, I can't do that. No, no, I'm from Ohio. I'm, I grew up in Ohio, moved to California. I, I don't think I can do the southern draw thing very good. But, uh, but thanks, for, thanks for letting me know if I, you know. I was, off, when I was there in 2001, I was, I was told I was not saying it properly. So I, I, right. got some, I was given some practice how to say it the right way. New Orleans. Right. <laughs> New Orleans, good. Well, on the show today, uh, we're going to do a couple things. Um, we got Noelle Greer on the call for a, a right at the beginning to talk a little bit about uh, what they're doing with CloudCred and VCP tasks. Then we're going to transition to some crowd chat tweet-ups that we're going to have. Uh, next week um, around some of the launch activities and going forward through February. And then we have VMUG, Brian and Nikki, Nikki on uh, VMUG and their virtual events they're going to be running. So it's got a good show today, three different guests, and uh, we'll, we'll get started. But before we get started, uh, what's in the news? We'll do the news for a couple minutes here, and then we'll talk to Noel for a second. So news, uh, well, the launch is coming up. So if you haven't registered for the launch, um, uh, Mike, have you registered for launch? I have indeed. Very nice. It's going to be a streaming launch, uh, live stream with a kind of new environment, which I got to rate the live stream environments in the previous years. I, I rate like on a scale of A to F. I give those things like a C minus. The new launch environment that's going to have the streaming uh, streaming launch with a bunch of content. I think over several hundred pieces of content. I rate that thing like a B plus, B plus, or maybe even an A, right? So much different than previous launches. And so um, want to let everybody know that if you've been to launches in the past and just watched the live streams, uh, they're not that interesting. They're cool to watch what we're talking about, but the environment itself with the information. This year, completely different. We have, I think, 110 different bloggers that have submitted content for the launch site. So there will be links out to the ecosystem. So it's a big deal for our community members to be able to get in front of the, our audience. And we have driven the audience uh, up, upwards. I can't, I can't really mention numbers, but like five times more members have registered to watch the stream and be part of the environment than in the past. And so we should get really good traffic numbers. So if you've got a blog or you've got information, most of you guys have sent it over to Corey Romero already. Um, we're getting uh, all those lined up, and we'll be exposing those during the launch events. 
so thanks for everybody doing that. So pretty cool. If you need to register, you can go to vmware.com slash go slash now uh, and get registered. It will send you a reminder mail. Um, it's next Monday, so February 2nd, next Monday. Uh, don't miss that launch. It's going to be a pretty cool launch. In fact, the products that are being launched this time, I got to say, are lining up really, really strong. I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a critic of all the things other than vSphere, but I'm looking at the product directions and the kind of te technology we're moving into between uh, NSX and some of the other stuff that you know are really, really, really interesting. So I think it's worthwhile, and there's a ton of stuff to learn, a lot of new features all over the place, so uh, worthwhile to catch it. So I think that's the big news, news item running into this week, Mike, is uh, you know what we're doing for the launch, right? Is that is that driving you guys over in Evo Evo Rail and Evo Evo Rack and that space? Most most certainly, we have things that are going to be announced in a very short period of time. But um, nice those. The other thing that we're doing this this year is they've got uh, uh, time zone centric launches. So they're going to be doing the first one uh, goes I think one one or two p.m. on um, Monday in, in California, PDT, uh, Pacific Coast time. Then they move to Asia, uh, where they're running it again, uh, with different content, different look and feel of the site. Uh, so there is uh, going to be in-region content. And then thirdly, they move into Europe, and they do another one with a different, different content and a different site and different hashtags for the Europe one. So we're actually really doing three different launches. right? So. So that's actually new as well. So if you haven't registered and you've participated in one in previous years and you want to watch what we say about the new stuff, definitely go do that. Um, so on the phone, let's uh, just jump over to, to Noelle, Noelle Greer, uh, Cloud Guide hey Girl. There. How are you doing? Hey, I'm great, Eric. Thanks for having me on today. Yeah, just a short, short, short little bit. I know you're working on a lot of stuff for the launch, right? So, we um, have a lot of exciting stuff going on. Right, right. Um, contests going to be happening, right? You're giving away iPads, I'm told. Plus, you've also given you're also giving away three different uh, VMworld passes, right? Yes, good stuff next week. Check in at right. cloudcredibility.com. Yeah, we have right. iPads, weekly iPads, three big grand prizes that are going out. So we right. should have a lot of fun. And and that and that that's these things are just things that you're learning about the products we're announcing, right? So these are fairly technical types of piece of information. So it's not just about yeah. playing a game and winning winning, oh, winning stuff. Yeah. You, yep. you guys give good task lists on things that are interesting to learn, right? And it's a nice, concise repository. It's a one-stop place where you can stop in, find all the technical tasks in one place, and play for some prizes as well. Okay. Then the other thing we wanted to mention was, which one of the things I'm excited about is uh, the VCP tests. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yes. the VCP tests that are going to go up on the site? Great. That's, that's something we're so excited about. Um, at CloudCred, we've been working very hard for the last couple months to pull together a resource that I think is just going to be fantastic for our players and the larger VMware community. It's a series of tasks that will prepare players or help prepare players for the VCP5 exams. Um, we have over 80 tasks going live this Monday focused on the data center exam. Um, the exams follow, I mean the, pardon me, the, the tasks 
follow the exam blueprint. In that blueprint, there are seven sections to review, and we're launching tasks for the first four. And for those first four sections, we've already got 80 tasks um, written by the experts right from within our community, from the CloudCred community that has helped. So we're, we're really excited. I think this is going to be a great resource for our players, and I hope people will share this. Right. Yeah, that sounds it sounds excellent. It, it's you know you have to if you're a VCP you have to re renew your VCP every couple of years, right? So right, uh, right. everybody's this is kind very of, relevant. Right. You don't have to take the education course from VMware ever exactly. again. Once you've taken it once, you're good. Exactly. You can set, right. You can, sit, you can sit for the exam, but uh, where do you get the information to know what's changed on the exam yep. if you set for the VCP four or VCP three? Where do you yep. where do you get that information without taking the class? You don't have to take the class. Now I can go to CloudCred and you got yep. eighty plus tasks there. That uh, now do these things point you at resources so you're not just quizzing people saying go learn oh, this? Oh, absolutely. Yes, great question. I'm glad you brought that up. We've got not only are the tasks sequential, they're ordered, you know, and they're very logically ordered to go along with the exam blueprint. But we've got objective by objective, we have knowledge point by knowledge point, and inside every task we have links to the resources that are relevant for that section. So you can't go wrong. The resources are there. You can review that particular resource right from the CloudCred task. And then you come back to the task, and I've got two or three good challenging questions that review that section. So Nice. Excellent. And you're saying we the experts help you build these, right? Yes, I have had two so far, just in this first this first 80 task series that's going to launch on Monday. I have to give shout outs to uh, Mark Crawford and also Nigel Hickey, who have um, just helped me tremendously getting these tasks together. Both both of them are credentialed experts. I couldn't have asked for better help. Fantastic, great. All right, yeah. well, uh, thanks for that. And this is all going to go live on the day of the launch. That's right, February 2nd. All right, fantastic, and then a bunch of other, bunch more tasks and and stuff to get to stuff to go go in. Nice. Uh, well, thanks thanks for hopping on the call and letting us sure. know. I know I'm excited about it. Uh, I need to yeah. go refresh my VCP search. I haven't re refreshed since vSphere three. I took the class. Uh, I need to now go go play that game again. And I, I'm sure a lot of a lot of other people out there are in that same boat. So this is a resource. Will we be updating these tasks? You know, each time a new VCP test comes along or a new version comes along, let's say VCP, oh. uh, VMware uh, vSphere six comes out. Uh, are you guys planning on keeping that up? Those up to date? I do believe so. Yeah, and this isn't going to be the only task series we hope to launch too. Uh, the data center is the first one. But um, okay. hopefully in our future we'll have some others coming out as well. All right. Mike, are you still are you still VCP certified? Did you ever get certified? I am just about certified. Um, I'm a VCP for two, three, four, and five. So this is something I have to look at about you know, how I'm going to keep my certification uh, up to date. Nice, nice. Yeah, me too. That's where we got got to go. All right. Well, Noel, thanks for being on the call. And uh, sure. yeah, absolutely. Well, you you can you can definitely drop off if you want to, or listen to the rest of the show. A lot of okay, people in thanks, today. Eric. Sure, no problem. Next uh, next up, um, John Furrier. Uh, John Furrier uh, from CrowdChat.net. Uh, John, are you on the call? Yeah, I'm here. 
John, you're also the guy that does all the Cube interviews at VMworld. Maybe a lot of you guys have seen John. Maybe you've been on his show. I know I've been on your show. How are you doing today? Great. Thanks. Uh, you know, it's a beautiful day in Palo Alto. Not snowing. I like it on the East Coast. But, so uh, what, why, don't you take a minute, why don't you take a minute and tell me who you are and what you do and what you do in the VMware ecosystem. I know you don't work for VMware, so why don't you introduce yourself? Well, thanks, Eric. Really appreciate uh, coming on the podcast. It's a fantastic uh, community. Um, I love VMware. First of all, I love the campus. I wish I worked there because it's one of the most beautiful places, I think, in Silicon Valley. It's really amazing campus and um, just love love uh, how it's grown so awesome. Um, you know, I've been close to VMware, you know, since early days. I had a friend who worked there back in the early days, and I've been in Palo Alto for 15 years and watched VMware grow significantly over the years from, you know, just doing virtualization software to full-on uh, player it is today. And, you know, I have a lot of friends who work there and have been following the trials and tribulations over many years. It's awesome. And more more recently, about six years ago, VMware 2010 was the first time we had the Cube uh, show, which is part of SiliconANGLE's uh, video live. We call this the ESPN of tech, or just to do really deep dive interviews. And we've interviewed a ton of people since 2010, kind of with a live anchor desk. And, right. uh, you know, Pat Gelsinger, all the top executives, thought leaders, uh, geeks, uh, and folks in the community. It's been really a fantastic uh, collaboration. And, and, and you go around a lot of shows. You not you don't just do VMware. You guys, the cube I've seen at EMC World and Dell and several others. So if you're a tech listener, you're out there, you've probably seen John at a show or two. You want to run off some of the shows you guys do? Yeah, I mean, we've done 70 events last year. We've done, we do pretty much do all the IBM events, HP, EMC World. We've had two cube stages at EMC World last year, first ever. Uh, we've done a lot of the um, uh, cloud shows, OpenStack, Amazon reInvent, VMworld, um, and then smaller events now that we're building out our Palo Alto office. We were at the Ford launch with their CEO last week with the, the new R&D center right, right on the same street as VMware. We cover startups. We've done Hadoop World from the beginning, Strata. Yeah. We have our own events. So, you know, we are big data, converged infrastructure, and cloud is our, our wheelhouse enterprise. And you know, my co-host, Dave Vellante, uh, with Wikibon, we just had a great partnership over the past five years. It's really been fantastic. And yeah, I think the Cube alumni list now is over 4,000 people we've interviewed uh, over the past couple of years. It's, it's really becoming a great library of awesome people. Well, thanks for taking time to be on the show. So, uh, you know, today's theme, we're kind of talking about virtual events. We're going to talk to the VMUG folks later today about, you know, the virtual events that they're running. Uh, so if you haven't seen the, signed up for some of the VMUG virtual events, uh, stay tuned. We're going to talk to these guys about that. Uh, and then you're kind of moving into a, a new space as well around crowd chat or tweet chats, right, and, uh, and kind, of, kind of help uh, VMware get going on, on some of those. Can you, can, you, can you highlight kind of what you're doing around the, the tweet chat space with your crowd chat product? Yeah, awesome. Yeah, the crowd chat is really an application that we built as part of our kind of big data platform that we use for our media business, and we spun it out as a separate company uh, with a separate team of engineers, and we've really focused in on engineering a product that originally was for ourselves. And we always loved, you know, tweet ups, meet ups, Twitter chats from the beginning using the, like hashtags to kind of do flash mobbing of people of the same interests and talking about stuff, appending the hashtag. And, and uh, we noticed it was really hard to, to execute those. And more importantly, it was really hard to capture the conversations. 
So uh, about a year ago, we wrote from scratch our own Node uh, client that essentially uh, encapsulates all the manual hassles of executing a Twitter chat and making it really, really easy for a host to stand one up, invite guests who have never done it before into a, we call an engagement container, <laughs> not, not to be confused with, say, Docker, but it's really more of an engagement container where it's like Reddit for hashtag chats, and it allows people from Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook to essentially share a conversation on the hashtag and fully record the transcript of that in real time, fully asynchronous, um, a lot of tech involved, but really it's it support hundreds and thousands of people simultaneously with video. It's unique in the sense that you have to go to the app to originate the conversation, and it sends everything to Twitter or the social network where the user logged in from. So you have to log in to participate with OAuth, whether that's Twitter or, or LinkedIn or Facebook, whatever the users choose. It's mostly Twitter for the Twitter chats. Sure. Um, but it, it's essentially the best Twitter chat client on the market today in terms of performance, threading, voting, readability, direct deep linking, and SEO, et cetera. So we've essentially created that for people to use for free. Um, and uh, we have a subscription model for brands that they want to do more like customization. But for the most part, the goal is to right. leverage the crowd into creating an asset, a conversation piece from the crowd, fully authentic, and it's generated by a host model and guest comment. So, yeah, so let me recap what you're saying just to, to make sure I understand it. So what, you, what you've done is you've built kind of an app, a web service app that lives on a URL. Uh, that's the whole job of the app is to kind of bundle up the, the tweet chat, right? Um, so that if I've got 15 people tweeting on a given hashtag, instead of just tweeting and having that stuff all gone because it just – Twitter throws away everything that happens every seven days, so you can't even go back and find things that happen. What you guys do is run this app that then takes the conversation. You log in. You can be a guest or you can be a follower of the tweet up and basically captures all that and streams it and then pushes it out to Twitter instantly. So it looks like a tweet chat. Right? It looks like you're just using a hashtag on Twitter to have this conversation. But what you're really doing is providing an aggregation space where everybody can come to, log in, and watch it all, and then scroll back and forth on all the conversation. Is that kind of act? Is that that's kind of summarizing yeah. what you built? And so you, yeah. run that, you run that on CrowdChat. So if we do a tweet up, I know we're going to do some of these things uh, next week as part of the launch and going through February. Um, basically, we're going to create some hashtags. I think we've already created a couple of them where they're hashtag 28 days and then the product name. Um, people will just go to crowdchat.net yes. slash uh, and then our hashtag. So you just you've directed the hashtag right to the URL, so I can take my browser right to a given location, and then I can see who the guests are, who's chatting, who uh, who the hosts are, and kind of interact as almost like a, a a live streaming chat session, right? Yeah, and it's and there's some really cool features in there that when the chat's over, we thread it on Twitter as if it happened on Twitter. So the post chat consumption really is awesome. So really what it does is captures the moment of any crowd community and essentially it's like a DVR for conversations, but it turns it into an authentic asset, meaning there's no curation involved other than the voting mechanics. The top votes get the top piece. Um, it eliminates the whole storified lag that happens, which is hard to do and replicate the magic of a conversation. So for people who want to leverage a crowd moment and have some output that's searchable and addressable, 
it fully indexes and records the entire conversation as well as send it to the hashtag on the timelines in the public networks for distribution and network effect. So a good crowd, a good community, a good DJ, if you will, creates an amazing conversation and the folks who want to consume that later, it's all readable and threaded. So it really is awesome for Twitter chats, but it includes LinkedIn users too, which we see a lot of folks who aren't the, on the Twitter social real-time treadmill like us really right. want to can come in and share as well. So it unifies that piece. So it really is excellent. We love it. We've been using it and opening it up and offering it to folks for free uh, to use and, and on any, on any hashtag and create some signal and, sh- and sends that into the network. So uh, we're getting some great reviews. The behavior change is that it, it, you have to go to the site to originate to get that first party recording. And then it sends to the networks on the second on the second so hop, I, if you. So I know that we're we've got some scheduled. We're going to do some uh, crowd chats coming up, um, ne- you know, in the, in, the, in the next month, um, and we're going to publish those hashtags. I can mention them here. We got hash twenty eight days vSphere. Uh, that's one of the hashtags, and that's going to I think be on two five at eleven a.m. So we'll, we'll we'll definitely get this out on Twitter and let people know that we're going to do a tweet up and we're going to record it all and we're going to invite some V experts as guests. So we're going to try to not only do some couple guys from VMware but some some powerful V expert guests in there uh, and then have a just a tweet up on vSphere, which will be hash twenty eight days vSphere. Then we're going to also do a hash twenty eight days vSAN on two twelve. Uh, at 11 a.m. So these are going to be Thursdays at 11. We're going to do these tweet-ups and see how they go. We're going to you know, try, to, try to spin some of these up like we do podcasts, move it Thursday at 11 just to have some technical conversations uh, in Twitter. And what I like about them is you know, there's also, they're all text-based, right? So you, know, you, can, you can basically do this from your iPhone wherever you are, right? You don't have to be sitting at a browser. Is that right? It's, it's all text-based, correct? Yeah, it's all text-based. It's like a podcast. It really the same benefits of a podcast. Gets unique, narrow content on interest. You can embed a Google Hangout as well and go live with the Hangout as well and have that chat client on a hashtag. That's been a new innovation. We've seen people leverage the Hangouts um, and put that in as an embed so it displays the Hangout on the site and it also leverages the chat. So it could be straight text threading or right. the Hangout. Now, have we got these things set up yet? If somebody went to crowdchat.net slash 28 days, or is it slash 28 days, or is it slash hash 28 days? The destination URL is always the path of the hashtag, so crowdchat.net slash whatever the hashtag is. So 28 days. 28 days vSphere, right. 28 days V Cloud Air, and and another one, uh, 28 days NSX are the ones that are set up. Right, right. VSAN, NSX, uh, Cloud Air, and vSphere 6, ones we got set up. I think we're going to do one on hands-on labs coming up as well. So we've got a handful of these. It's almost like I would love to have TalkShoe, which is what we're recording this, this conversation on, running on that instead so that the, the conversation that we're having in the chat window here would actually be you know, going out on, on Twitter. Right? Now let's say we want to, want to have one of these things, but we don't want the stuff to go out on Twitter, but we like the crowd chat environment. Can I, can I run one of these things and make it a private so that we're at least not private, but at least it's not just spamming Twitter? Is there a way to turn some of that off or kind of click a, a checkbox maybe and get some of that disabled? 
Yeah, so we have the ability to say send to Twitter as default, and then you can uncheck it. So if, you, if you're replying to a, a, a post, for instance, and you're like, yeah, yeah, right, or like some sort of snarky comment or something you don't want to send to your timeline, you can uncheck it, and then it leaves it default unchecked to the rest of the chat. So you, the users have a choice whether how they want to um, be part of the transcript. Now, the only thing about unchecking it is you don't show up on the Twitter public sphere in the interaction thread. So it's just inside the the chat itself. So that's right. a user option. It's their choice. Right. So that's that's what I'd say about uh, the, some of the stuff, the talk show stuff they were doing. Like some of it's not for Twitter, and some of it is. Right. So basically, if I'm going to tweet a line that I don't want to go out, I can check a box and it won't go out. Right. I assume it just yeah. goes in the yeah. in the chat itself. Right. Yeah, it, it would be nice to have Talkshoe do something like this or somehow marry some of this because sometimes the, the guys on the, on the podcast actually, you know, we have a conversation that the audio listeners uh, don't get at. And, you know, if you're not logged into Talkshoe, and then there's nobody recording it, right? So they're recording the audio. We have somebody that does the translations of our conversation, but the actual text inside the environment doesn't get captured. And this is all just kind of moving the whole virtual event, um, you know, forward, right, where, you know, South by Southwest, this whole idea of spinning up quick events, having conversations, technical conversations is actually kind of useful, and uh, I see it happening more and more as this technology, you know, improves. It's almost odd because there was then all the whole virtual event avatars running around screens, and that's kind of gone away, right? We, instead, we use social media to have these things, and I like I like I like CrowdChat and the the way that it's done that, and then publishing across multiple social channels is also interesting, right? Uh, being able yeah. to send it over to LinkedIn. Um, do you guys send it over to LinkedIn? Like, where do you put it in LinkedIn? Is it not like on your profile page? Where does it? Where does something like that actually get? So if a user logs in from LinkedIn, they will be part of the thread, of whether they're leading the, the, the conversation as a post or a comment, and it gets sent to their timeline on LinkedIn. So Twitter users send all their tweets to the timeline of their Twitter feed with the hashtag embedded. LinkedIn and Facebook do the same thing for their timelines. Okay. Um, so on, you know, and, and that's, that creates it. But I mean, I, what, what I'm seeing about this social media thing is social proof is now a big deal. You hear that word kicked around, social proof, which basically means did you have a good party? Did you have a good, a good conversation? So documenting conversations we see is a great thing for everybody because the producers of that conversation can create great content. And now it's documented as a body of work, as a group. So that's super awesome. And we'd love that. And we hope to see you know, the, the real players rise up and communities just show off their best stuff and use the hashtag as an advertising vehicle so that users know where to find the content. That's the, the, the big thing that I love right. about this. Right. So, so thinking about fine, like, can I record well, that? That, that, actually, that kind of begs, begs the question, who owns the copyright on this new content? It's all public content. Well, Maybe, maybe not. It depends on how it's being used, isn't it? I mean, with cloud chat, do you explicitly say who owns it? We have uh, the same uh, terms of service as LinkedIn and Twitter, where it's all public uh, content okay. with a license for us to use it um, uh, non-exclusively. So the users, you know, they, when they tweet publicly, we just took the same, same thread as uh, Twitter and okay. Facebook. I mean, Twitter and LinkedIn. Um, we're not as we're some not of the others, like but some of the others that but some of the other social medias actually don't make it public. 
Yeah. Well, that's Facebook. So there's a huge issue here that hasn't been addressed yet, and that's I was just bringing it up. No, no, it's you, we, no we, we think it's huge. So Facebook, for instance, really screwed over a lot of people because the, 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 the crowd to us is an overlay network, not necessarily a new siloed network. So that's why we use OAuth, right? So Facebook, most people are parasitic to the data on Facebook. So that's their business model. Here, it's all public data, and we take that same stance as Twitter, which is it's free for everybody. And, and all we do is for using the platform, just have the right to use the data to create, you know, better content. But we don't have any policies at all to sell stuff, but our bomb and data, none of that exists. Yeah, I could definitely see where, just like we want to have the private chat, you could have, you know, chats that are, you know, trademarked and chats that aren't trademarked, right, or chats that are open or chats that are closed, right? Um, so you're open, which means if you come in here and chat on it, it's just less like you're tweeting it out. Uh, it goes out there. People can retweet it. They can use it and refer to it because it's it's in the public domain, right? Is a, yeah, absolutely. Kind of, yeah, happens. Great. And the other, the other thing you you notice here, it's not obvious, but you can because it's an app and it's asynchronous. You can embed the with an iframe onto a blog, and all the updates happen anywhere the embed is. So because it's originating in the site here we push it out to the edge. So if you embed the iframe from the embed piece on the top of the page, you then can put it on your blog, and all the updates on the blog will happen as if you're in the app. That's really right. been helpful for communities that have a lot of blog traffic. Right. Other thing that I wanted to know is if I if, can, can we save this somewhere and make it searchable? Can Google index it? So because I've yes. seen this where there's great conversations, and we want to be able to Google search it. You know, let people find it. So, I, so if you, what's fully every thread on CrowdChat is fully permalinked. So every conversation cluster is like a web page to Google. So it's fully indexable 100%. If you go to CrowdChat.net and search in the in the bar there and type in like DevOps or something, you'll see that we're not only surfacing the chats but all comments on DevOps, for instance. So you type in DevOps in the chat, you'll see the chats that talk about DevOps posts and users that have affinity towards DevOps. So what's happening is, is that it truly is a crowd overlay capability, and that's why we like to this unifying angle because Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, soon to be Instagram, and other people can log in and have conversations with people without being their friend. Right. And that's something that people, like, I don't want to friend the guy to be uh, just to talk to him once on a on a narrow topic, say like vSphere or vSAN or something along those lines. I want to have a professional relationship. So by using OAuth, they're using their credentials to jump into this crowd layer, and it really provides a way for people to have more active engagement. All right. Okay, so that's uh, that's crowd chat. We're going to have them uh, next week and going through the month of February. And if they take off, if we like them, if they're a good tool, maybe we'll integrate them into the podcast. Have Twitter going. Same time for public conversation. Um, John, thanks for being on the show. Uh, I can't wait to get these going next week. And uh, thank you very much for dialing in. Um, All right, thanks. Any other questions for John before we move on to VMUD and the virtual event they're running? No? All right. All right, well, okay. So on the call, moving on. Uh, we have our VMUG guys here. Uh, Chelsea Williams, I don't know if she's on the phone, but Nick, Nikki uh, is on. Nikki, I don't yes, know, I Nikki, how do, you say, how do you say your last name? <laughs> Nikki Keeker. Keeker, Keeker, Nikki Keeker. We have Brian Kirsch, who was on our show last week. Brian, you're coming back two times in a row. 
You know, it's, you're, it's you're the month of okay? January. That's right. It's the time to kick things off, right, and get things going. Uh, so did we hear that Chelsea is on the phone or is not on the phone? I am you know? on the phone, yes. Oh, Chelsea. Okay, great. Chelsea Williams. Um, so who wants to – Chelsea, we'll start with you. So tell me a little just who you are. I think you've been on the show one other time, if I remember right. Uh, but who are you and where do you work and what do you do in the ecosystem? Right. So I am right now the virtual associate at the VMUG headquarters. So I am helping plan out uh, the virtual event all the way from um, creating the sponsors with their simulized and on-demand sessions uh, just to building out the booth itself. All right. Yeah. So you're, you're going to be hold. You're the community manager for the virtual events at VMUG then. Yes. Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. Nikki, what do you do? Hi, I am um, similar to Chelsea. I'm the senior coordinator with VMUG headquarters, and I work on all things virtual. I also I was last, here last week with you um, for VMUG Advantage. Um, but yes, I, I run the virtual event, making sure that it's set up properly, working with VMware to make sure we've got all of them set up, and, and uh, working with Brian from our virtual task force, making sure that he's informed in everything that we're updating with our um, provider on 24. All right, great, great. Well, good. So um, you guys out of Boston then? Chicago. Chicago. Oh, I was going to say, because here in Boston, you're probably snowed in, but uh, no, you guys are out of <laughs> Chicago. Okay, that good. Snow. And Brian, Brian, we all know who you are, but just give us the, the, the 22nd who I am. Absolutely. Brian Kirsch. I'm actually on the board of directors for VMUG. I work on uh, VMUG Advantage, uh, the virtual event. And I'm actually an IT teacher. I teach a lot of VMware in the daytime. All right, fantastic. Um, so you guys are here. We're talking this show about you know kind of like virtual events and virtual online experiences. And we had obviously John Furrier on around CrowdChat.net because we're going to run some of these. You guys are running virtual events this year. Uh, who wants to tell me a little bit about your virtual events? I'll be happy to kick it off. Okay. Um, this is our second uh, virtual event. Last one last year, we invited a few friends to come hang out with some great guests, and we had about 4,000 people show up. Uh, this year, we made it bigger and better, and last count I heard was well over 6,000 folks have signed up already. Um, we have got just a phenomenal set of offerings. Uh, Chris Wolf will be doing uh, CTO from the Americas. We'll be doing uh, software defined data center you know, the 2015. We've got sessions from Mike, uh, Frank Deneman, uh, David Hill, uh, all kinds of great folks, both semi-live and uh, recorded sessions. Uh, amazing amount of content, over 300 pieces of content. Um, it's just shaping up to be a, probably one of our largest VMUG events that we've ever had. Yeah, that sounds good. Are you guys, uh, are you guys using a platform to stream the video? Is it going to be streamed video? It's, what, or is it going to be slideware? Uh, what does the platform look like? Because I've never been to one of these. Could you tell me a little bit about that? Sure. Uh, I can take that one. Yeah, go, yeah like. to say absolutely. Nikki's the expert on that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, we are using ON24 as our virtual event platform provider. We used them last year as well. Um, really easy to use, really intuitive. Um, it's very easy to register and to join in. You create your own little avatar and you kind of navigate the environment. You, um, during the set times for the different Simulive sessions, you join in and can chat with any of the speakers. Um, it, it's kind of like a slide environment with voiceover, kind of like a typical webinar, um, but it's very live and interactive and you can live tweet from within the environment. Um, while you're interacting, you can go and do an expert session, chat with an expert elsewhere. Um, there's just a lot of hands-on labs going on in the environment, so it's um, very robust. So this is, uh, this is kind of the, the avatar environment that uh, I was talking about earlier. Some of those still exist. Um, you come in, you get your avatar, you can select a session you want to sit in. Is there like point of presence? Can I see who else? is watching while I'm watching? Do I get exposure to who else is uh, watching a particular session? And is the session live at a given time, or is it, pre is it, is it I can watch it at any time that I come into the environment? If it is before it's set time, so say for instance it's set to go at 11 a.m. Central Time, that's when it will initially present to the audience, and that's when they can go into the auditorium to view the session. Um, but after the fact, it's available on demand. So um, you can go back and watch it as many times as you want. It'll live within the virtual environment at ON24 through May 17th of this year. Um, and then it'll move to vmug.com in our on-demand section. So um, it'll continue to live where people can view it. But yeah, that's how it will go within the environment the day of. Right. So the, if I'm there at the time, I get to watch it in the theater environment. If I come, you know, in the amphitheater, if I come later, I can still watch it from that URL from your from your virtual event for some amount of time. It's pre then it's just streamed, um, recorded, and then over time it migrates to VMUG. Um, if I'm in the theater, do I get, is there like a live chat stream that I'm watching people comment about what the presenter is presenting? Um, there is a team chat, or I'm sorry, not a team chat, a group chat functionality within the environment. So yes, as long as people are participating within a group chat, they can either chat peer-to-peer um, -peer or they can chat with the speaker and the Q&A providers that they've brought along with them as well. That Where do you was one of the most popular things that we found. Uh, we had so much feedback on that. Uh, a lot of folks that know each other from VMworld and, and different events were all getting together, talking about the topic, interacting. A lot of folks compared it to the old uh, old style bulletin boards where you'd see things in real time and talking. And a, there was a lot of entertainment there. A lot of people had a you know great time catching up with friends from you know, VMworlds and previous events. So that proved to be a, a much bigger uh, draw than what we had even anticipated. So you say you have how many sessions going to be happening live? Did we, did you, you mentioned, but I forget how many you said. There, 13 live, semi-live, I think okay. they call it. And 300 pieces of content. Um, Nikki, nice. I Wanna? I'm going to pick your brain for a few more details. Mm -hmm. Sure. So, oh, the other thing, um, hands-on labs. We've got three exclusive, never-before-seen hands-on labs coming. We can't tell you the topics yet, but I think people are going to be excited about them. Fantastic. I know there are some new 
hands-on labs coming out with the launches also. So maybe that's a rolled up there as well. That'll, that'll, that'll be good. So between hands-on lab, it's almost like a mini VM we're all off, 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 off schedule, right? A place to come. You know, and it's uh, a few clicks. You're in there. You're able to talk with, you know, presenters. You're able to talk with content experts. You know, there's going to be folks that are, you know, ask the experts. Um, you know, if you're watching a, an event where Mike is speaking, you get a chance to, you know, submit a few questions that way. So it becomes a real interactive session, even though it's virtual. So, Mike, are we talking Mike Laverick, Mike, going to be there? Yes, we are. The man who's known only by his first name. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're allowed to still use your name for some amount of time here. What uh, are, Do you do this, Mike? Do you have to fly into this and be in a given place, or do you get to do this remote from Europe? I actually was on campus a couple of weeks ago, so I, I recorded the PowerPoint part, and then when I got back to the UK, I recorded a demo part but I will be there live at the event to take questions after the session. Uh, so some of it's recorded and some of it's live. That's excellent. So you were able as a speaker to be able to kind of engage in the virtual event, get your get your stuff together and then and then and then and then show up live during during the event itself to be part of that, which means you can be anywhere that you have internet. Yeah, and then and then the other thing is is I'll be kind of a lab proctor for one of the lab sessions. Um, so if anybody has a problem with the lab or wants to ask a question, I'll be I'll be at one, but not both of the sessions because I think the second session would be like at one o'clock in the morning my time. So I'm I'm opting for a later an earlier session so I can get it in a, a reasonable time. Nice, yeah, that's going to be a good event. Where do we go to register for this event? Does somebody want to give us the URL? I assume it's vmug.org. vmug.com slash virtual okay. event. Yeah, I always get the wrong one. I go to whichever one I think it's going to be, and it's always the wrong one. So it's vmug.com slash virtual event. Uh, you register, and I assume that you get some email back saying when it's going to happen, don't forget, that kind of stuff. Does it send you a calendar invite or anything like that? Yes, it does. So once you register, it'll, once you click the register now button on vmug.com, it'll direct you to the ON24 system where you'll register, and then it'll send you an auto-generated email um, with a calendar where you can click to add to your personal calendar. So during, you know, another another topic that strikes me is uh, if I want to do a presentation at uh, vmug, the next virtual event, I assume you're all locked and loaded now. But if I wanted to get on in queue to do one later, do you guys do like a call for sessions or anything like that, or you just reach out right now manually to various people? Currently, we've been um, we work through Jean Williams at VMware, and she helps us kind of get the in and with all the speakers and get everybody set up. Um, but we are definitely open for people that are looking. We're doing a call for content soon um, through VMUG. So if people are looking to do something like that, we're definitely open to suggestions. And um, on our within our webinar area, you can submit um, submit an abstract there. Great, great, nice. Another, another, another nice place to kind of get brown bags going or conversations. Maybe that's another avenue. I know they got like you know, 1,400 to 1,500 submissions for VMworld papers, and they only are allowed to take 250 of them. So maybe maybe this is another avenue for people that have interesting content or papers to kind of engage with their VMUG to uh, 
to get their papers submitted into that to be part of the virtual event because it's another way of getting messaging out, I assume. That's good. Exactly. Neat. Definitely. Um, what else is there that we need to tell people out there about this event? You go, when is, when is the event? What are the dates? It is the 17th. Mm -hmm. Oh, my apologies. February 17th. Uh, starting uh, 10 a.m. Central. The environment opens at 9.30 a.m. though. Uh, one additional thing, uh, vendors, a vendor plaza. Um, Nikki, how many do we have? I, I thought it was quite a few. Yeah, we have we have six premier sponsors, and that would be EMP, yeah. Hitachi Data Systems, HP, Maxta, and Pernix Data, and Trend Micro. And then we have over 24 elite sponsors. So you can find those on um, vmug.com slash virtual event as well. I won't bother um, listing them all for everyone on the podcast. But, yeah, so we've got a great participation from a sponsor standpoint within the exhibit hall. Great. I assume most of this is in English. Uh, we're, not, we're not translating to any other geos quite yet. Correct. There will be a few on-demand sessions um, that are living within the Resource Center that will be translated to Portuguese and Spanish um, from the VMware side. And then um, the person that is running their, you know, when they sign up and register, they can change the names, their language, so it will adapt the buttons. Um, within the environment to be their main language, but otherwise every the pieces of content that they will download and the um, the simulab sessions that they will watch that type thing those will all be in English. All right, all right. Um, that sounds good. So it's coming up seventeenth. Um, go register today. Uh, Vmug.com uh, virtual event slash virtual event. Go get registered um, and show up. Sounds like you guys are going to have a lot of people. Uh, if you get 6,000 registers, sometimes you get at least 50% of those. So it could have 3,000 of your nearest, best friends from VMUG uh, online virtually. Uh, going to run all day, I take it, for the 17th, um, and live sessions throughout the day. Yes, exactly. Okay. Yeah. What, 5 right. p.m., I think? So it's, uh, it's a full day. Right. Well, we're also interested in getting feedback, so emailson at vmware.com on what do you think about virtual events, uh, what do you think about tweet ups, tweet chats, all of that. Are we getting to be too much information all the time? Do you have time to participate in this kind of stuff? Do you feel like it's valuable to, to get these kind of events going? Um, I know we've been, we, you know, we run the VMworlds, and after VMworld we're always like, geez, maybe we're, we're over-spamming people on stuff to go do. but. Uh, um, also like the mix of coming to VMUGs and meeting local meetings. I'm a big local meeting fan. So, uh, but the virtual virtual event in February is good because it's kind of right in the middle. Do you guys run more than one a year? Um, uh, and I, I mean, it doesn't make sense to run them around VMworld because everybody's getting together then as well. But uh, do you try to run one in February? Makes sense. Do you try to run any other ones, or are you still just doing the doing the Feb one and seeing how it works out? This is our second one, um, and we've, we did the first one last year in January, and so this one in February. And I don't think we're closed off to the idea of doing another one within 2015 or moving into 2016, doing two that year. But I think it's just something we're, right. we're still assessing. But um, I did want to mention, and I don't know if Brian had mentioned this in the beginning, but this event is free, just like our local meetings and our user mm -hmm. conferences as well. So free to sign up um, and, and a lot of great content. 
right? And if you're interested in what VMUG has to offer that's really beneficial from uh, what they do sell, um, check out podcast number 308. Um, they talk all about uh, the VMUG Advantage program, which gives you great discounts and other things. So uh, if you're not listening to every podcast, 308 goes through what VMUG Advantage gives you, uh, which is pretty impressive with their new uh, download uh, bits and one-year licenses with the VMUG Advantage stuff. So one, one And year we're giving away a couple of those uh, during our virtual event. Ah, very good. Oh, chance, very good. chance to win win a few and a few other great prizes, including a lot of ebooks. So uh, very nice. it's going to be a great time. Right. We should probably hook up the CloudCred uh, program manager who was on earlier with your with that and uh, run a couple t uh, tasks just to get the CloudCred guys over to participate in uh, in stuff, especially if you're giving things away. That's that's an opportunity. I'll have them reach out. Right. And see, Absolutely. See traffic there. Yeah. Well. Very good. Very nice. Um, any other things anybody wants to mention about virtual events or what VMUG is running? Any feedback at all? We've got quite a few callers on today. Uh, if not, uh, I'll reamp what we're going to talk about for the launch, and then we'll, we'll be about done for the hour. Um, I'll just do a shout-out for some of the user conferences. Um, sure. Why don't you do that, Mike? Good idea. Because it's we're getting to the back end of January and we're moving into February, so um, the user conference schedule is, is picking up. On Tuesday, the February the 24th, Sydney, VMUG have their user conference. On February the 26th, same week, a Thursday, Toronto have their VMUG user conference. And then finally, on the same day, and you won't be able to get to both of these events, Melbourne is having its VMUG user conference. Uh, I imagine you could do both if you did Sydney and Melbourne together, but Good luck trying to be in Toronto and Melbourne at the same time. Unless you bring your John DeLorean car, you can't be in two places at once. Yes. All right. Uh, good. I assume we have some U.S. events too somewhere. But uh, yeah, coming up on the Mar March the third is uh, Western PA Pittsburgh female Conference. Fantastic. All right. Well, we're coming up to the last ten minutes of the show. Uh, uh, I just want to thank the VMUG guys for coming on and uh, talk about the virtual events and hosting those and doing all that good work. I know it's a, it's a job that does not pay that well, especially for Brian. Brian, thanks for being on the show again. You know, we, maybe we go for three and you can do a hat trick. You know, we'll come up with something to come invite you to next week and talk about some of the stuff that we're talking about next week, which is I believe next week is vSphere with uh, some of the important vSphere people are going to be on the show to talk about some new stuff we're launching around vSphere. So, uh, if you Eric, Eric, if you know, if uh, you know, if Brian's feeling a bit short, maybe we should pass the hat around a little bit and have a little fundraiser for him. You know, poor guy isn't paid enough for this sort of work. Yeah, you know, they, know. they 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 put me to work all the time. I tell you, you know, the right. HQ folks, they they keep coming up with these great ideas, and uh, you know. Yeah. Can't argue with Can't it though. It. Come on, let's 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 shoot ideas. That's what we need in this world. Oh. If you live in Milwaukee or somewhere in Wisconsin, what else do you need to do, right? I mean, you got to do something up there, right? Like, can't grow corn all season, right? Yeah, we watch our football team lose, and uh, we wait for snow. So <laughs> that's about what we do here. There you go. 
So it's a good place to live for sure. And you guys over in Chicago, that's not too bad either, right? You get some good pizza. Uh, Chelsea, yeah. uh, uh, thanks for coming on the show. Nikki, same thing. Thank um, you. Thank you. Always a pleasure. Um, what I think I move on to is one final. This is our show before the launch. So this is if you listen to the show and it isn't February second yet, you still got time to go register for the biggest launch in VMware history. Um, so so don't miss it. Um, great stuff. Um, Lots of the experts, a lot of people are going to be there sharing their content. Uh, I hope you got your reading glasses ready and all polished up for next month because there is going to be a lot of content uh, coming at you. Uh, and, I, and it's actually, I've seen some of the growth curves on some of the products we're launching, uh, and the growth curves remind me of the uh, 2004, 2005 years for ESX. So some of this stuff is really going to affect the data center, much the way ESX did. So um, I think this year is one year to pay attention to some of the new technologies that VMware is offering because they're, they're hitting growth rates that are matching or exceeding the early years of our ESX growth rates. And so uh, I think this technology is going to take off, and I think it's going to be an interesting time for for learning new products. And we've actually seen some uptick in uh, in educational services and things you need to learn because I think the array of these other markets and storage and network and other places in the data center for STDC is actually getting interesting again, right? I think that we plateaued um, with regard to what you needed to learn in order to run your data center. You know, if you knew vSphere and you're running ESX, you know, you were pretty much covered. You had to kind of keep track of the new features that were coming out. But if I look at some of these other places now and the maturity of it, it's going to actually start revolutionizing some of the other places in the data center, and there's just going to be a lot of things that you're going to have an opportunity to learn, which when there's an opportunity to learn, there's an opportunity to share. And, you know, VMware Communities is all about sharing knowledge and engaging. So there you go. Mike, any last words for us before we uh, hit the big end recording button? Um, I'm done. I'm good. Hit the button. All right. Well, thanks for everybody joining. We had a good participation today. A lot of people dialed, dialed live. I appreciate that. Um, next week we'll have vSphere on, so um, make sure uh, you get a, a chance to dial in. I think it's going to be Martin Yip, uh, who's a product manager, uh, marketing manager for uh, vSphere, is going to talk about some of the new features and the latest releases coming up, and so that should be a great podcast as well. See you all next week. Thanks for joining. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.